call this out because I'm nervous too and even the most confident people get nervous. Welcome to the Soul Connection Podcast, the place where you get the tools to truly connect to yourself. I am your host, Katie Arnold. Grab your journal, find your comfortable meditation position, and let's connect. Hi friends, welcome back to the Soul Connection podcast. I am your host, Katie Arnold, and today I have a really special bonus episode for you all. Now, I've been trying to kind of get in this habit of monthly conversations, either with other people or diving into some questions that you all might have regarding yoga or meditation or journaling. So you can see a couple of those that have been sprinkled in throughout the podcast feed, so to speak, but I'm really starting to build a little bit more consistency with these conversations. And the intention that we've been following this season is embracing change. And I thought one of the most beautiful ways that we could talk about embracing change is actually with self-confidence. And so today we are talking with Caitlin Englert. Caitlin is a licensed social worker, confidence coach, podcaster, and mama of three She is the host of the For Healthy Mind, Happy Life podcast, and for 10 years, Caitlin has helped individuals heal from addiction, trauma, low self-worth, and mind-body disconnect. She has helped many people step into their confidence and own who they are through a variety of practices that are intentional and conscious. Caitlin believes that the journey is never finished. We will always keep unlayering and discovering who we are throughout life. This conversation with Caitlin all around self-confidence was such a beautiful and enlightening conversation for me and I found it so so supportive so I am hoping you guys can also gain some things out of my conversation with Caitlin today so I will leave links in the show notes for all of Caitlin's information if you are interested in learning more about her and what she is all about. But otherwise, let's go ahead and get to my conversation. Well, Caitlin, thank you so much for joining us um, on the Soul Connection podcast. I don't do, as you know, a lot of interviews on this podcast very often, but I'm so excited to start bringing people on that we can have some really nice, heartfelt conversations on connection to ourselves. And I think we're going to talk a lot about confidence today. And I think this is going to be such a great conversation. So thanks so much for joining. Yeah, I feel honored. Thank you so much for having me. And it's I'm excited for this conversation because confidence and then connection to ourselves are so closely linked. So I'm excited to dive into this. 
Awesome. So obviously, I'm going to start all of this with a little intro. Everyone would have heard that already. But why don't you just tell us a little bit about yourself, your background, what you do. You have such an interesting story that I know I know some about because we've chatted before on your podcast. But why don't you introduce yourself a little bit to everyone today? Sure. I'm Caitlin Engler, and I'm a licensed social worker and a confidence coach. I'm also a podcaster, and I'm a mama of three, so I have a very busy life, Yes, and it's a constant struggle to, to balance it all. I don't think there's ever a perfect balance that we have, but, you know, we, we try, and so what I do with people is I work with individuals that really struggle with anxiety, and more recently, I've been working with people that are transitioning into leadership roles or in leadership roles who are struggling with self-doubt and just feeling inadequate and not mm. really sure what to do with that. So together, I focus on, or we focus on building their confidence through intentional self-awareness and consciousness self-development. So really just tuning in and, and being aware, which I know you talk a lot about on this podcast, but just becoming really aware of that and being intentional about our decisions and the things that we're doing. I'm so excited for this conversation. You are such a wealth of knowledge. And so like, let's just jump right into it. So if someone is in this process of kind of they've come to this self-awareness that they need to work on that self-confidence piece. What are some of the steps that you would start to take someone through to work on building their confidence? Who confidence is such a hard topic. Yeah. And when people ask me that, I always struggle a little bit answering that question because confidence to me isn't really a, a feeling. Sometimes it can be, it absolutely can be that, but it's more of um, an action and a knowing, like an understanding. So mm -hmm. when I tell people that it's an, so if I don't know how to do something, if I'm not confident in doing something, if I can take a step back and look at, okay, well, what skills do I have? What am I able to offer? Do I have the ability to figure it out, right? If I can pause and really look at that, then I have a, give myself an opportunity to look at my skill set and what I do have to offer. It's not always about like walking into a scenario saying like, yeah, I got this, right? Like I'm, I'm confident, I know what I'm doing. Again, it can be that, but typically most people don't experience that. I mean, you and I were just talking about this before we started recording, you know, like we both feel nervous coming on to the podcast and being interviewed or being the interviewer. And even though we've done this multiple mm -hmm. times, we've talked to each other multiple times. And the thing is, am I confident in my ability to give your audience the information that, that they're looking for? Absolutely. It doesn't mean that I don't feel nervous or uneasy or unsure about it. It's those feelings are still going to happen. And I think a lot of people confuse that. Like they, they think, oh, confidence is a feeling. And we don't always have that. We have to work towards that. Um, and the other part of it is we have to trust that we know what we're doing, right? And if we don't, can we figure it out? The analogy I like to give people is uh, my supervisor explained this to me once. 
in terms of confidence he's like most people know how to ride a bike right so if mm -hmm. someone said to you look at this brand new awesome electric bike that i have ride it what would you say you would probably say well i don't i don't know how to ride that but i can figure it out right you can google it you can look at videos on it you can figure out you know how to ride a bike so you have some level of skill to be able to do that it's just this new fancy version of the bike. And I really love that analogy because we don't always know how we're going to do something, um, but can we figure it out? And that's yeah. what confidence to me is, is just having that understanding with yourself. Yeah, that really resonates for me in this just idea of creating my own business, having my own business, working with clients. As a yoga teacher, I fully know that I can lead a beautiful yoga class that is going to help you find connection to yourself, right? I know that I can guide you through meditation. The other side of that, it there there is that fear there that still will come when I stand at the front of a room full of faces that I've never seen before. Right. Yeah, um, absolutely. And so I guess like, how do we, how can we start to pull out some of that confidence and, or build, you're kind of talking about trust. That was the other thing that really like kind of resonated with me with what you were saying. How can we start to pull out that trust in ourselves that we can figure it out? Yeah. Well, I think a lot of times what interferes are our thoughts right is that narrative of i don't know what i'm doing or i can't do this or this scares me or i'm not good enough or i'm not capable of i'm not worthy of like all of that noise i call it mm -hmm. and over usually overthinking things but getting into that space isn't going to allow you to trust yourself it's not going to allow you to fully step into the confidence because you're spending so much energy on those thoughts and that spiral if you will yeah. and that it's taking so much from you that you're not actually taking a second to like pause and think about okay like what's going on here and so so some things that can like tangible things that can help people to begin this process is if you're not confident say you're going into an interview and you're really nervous and you're just feeling um insecure about it what can help is making an outline right writing down some bullet points writing something down and you can do that with anything you're having a tough conversation with someone with a friend or a coworker, whoever that might be just writing down your thoughts and being able to organize it in in that fashion can be really helpful for people the other thing that can be helpful is just kind of running it by a friend, right? If you can clear out that noise and really get into, okay, what is my skill set? What do I have to offer? Running it by a friend to just see what they think or asking them for their perspective because we have such a narrow lens of ourselves in our lives that it, it can pigeonhole us. And so asking someone for their perspective of us can be a really helpful tool because it allows us to expand this view that we probably don't have of ourselves. 
And I love tapping into that. Like I actually learned that in a business course that he encouraged us to reach out to five friends and ask, what would you come to me for? Like, what do I have to offer you as a friend? And it was like a really awkward exercise. I actually didn't really like it, but it was really awesome when I did get the feedback. Like I didn't need it for validation, but it was like, very consistent with what everyone said. And yeah. it allowed me to expand this view of myself of, okay, maybe I'm actually not all these things that I think I am. And it gave me that sense of confidence of, okay, I do have this, I have this to offer people. Like I am a good listener. I do show up for people. I am loyal. I am all of these things. And I was like, okay, interesting perspective. So now I use that with my clients because I find it, again, it really expands that view that we don't have within ourselves all the time. And then for some people who are, um, this might not be for everyone, but spiritual, spiritual can tap into that prayer. Mm -hmm. So being able to just pray or talk to your higher power, um, whatever method you go about doing that, but that can be really helpful because what it does is it allows you to step outside of like trying to control a narrative or control a situation and just say like, okay, I'm going to like let go of this and surrender because I don't have control over this situation. And what it's doing essentially is allowing a pause, right? Mm -hmm. It's allowing you an opportunity to just one, give yourself a break from being inside your head, but also it just gives you this opportunity to think of things differently and take that weight off your shoulders of trying to control everything. And when you do that, I find a lot of people are surprised by the outcome of what comes after, right? If you get rid of all that noise, all of a sudden you're like, oh, I am this thing. Oh yeah, I can do this thing. Like you start to actually notice what you are capable of. Yeah. So much of what you're saying is resonating for me on so many levels. I mean, one, you're talking about quieting the noise, which is, you know, that relates right back to what we do most of the time here on this podcast through meditation. It is, it gives us that opportunity to slow down, to quiet that noise, to kind of quiet our own like inner narrative sometimes that is not always the most accurate. And I love, I love that exercise that you talked about. And I've had, I've had other business coaches who have also encouraged an exercise very similar to that before. And so I totally resonate with the fact that it is very awkward and it is very uncomfortable at first to like reach out to your friends and just be like, Hey, what would you come to me for advice on? Or like, how do you view me? But I do think it's helpful because sometimes I think we end up with like kind of like a cloudy view of ourselves, even though we have the skills, we have the trainings, we have whatever we need to teach or have those conversations or show up in that interview. But sometimes we kind of get stuck behind this like cloudy view and we just we need that support of someone kind of reminding us who we are and kind of opening things back up and again, like coming back to that quieting the noise. Yeah. Thanks for saying that because 
I was just thinking like we all need people in our corner, right? And I, when I look back at my journey, I, I would say my journey started about 13 years ago. And I'll come back to that in a second. When I look through that, that time, I did not believe in myself. I doubted myself so many times. And the thing that really kept me afloat and kept me going was being vulnerable and open to the people that were closest to me and just sharing those parts about myself. Like, I don't know if I can do this and I'm doubting myself and I'm questioning myself. I'm worried about this. And I had people saying, you got this, like you can do this in, in various ways, but like rooting me on mm-hmm. and that gave me a, maybe a false sense of confidence, but a little bit of a real sense of confidence of, okay, yeah, like maybe I can, you know, and I, I didn't fully embody confidence. I would say later on until later on in my journey, like the last few years, but those people were instrumental in keeping me afloat and helping me believe in myself when I doubted myself and I didn't believe in myself. And I started this journey when I got into recovery from drugs and alcohol. And I reflect back on those times when I didn't know what was going to happen. You know, I didn't know if I was going to jail. I didn't know if I was going to have my family in my life anymore. I didn't know if I was going to have any friends and what life was going to be. I, and I was actually failing out of college. So I didn't even know if I was going to have a career at that point. And I had so many obstacles, but I also had a lot of people encouraging me and I clung to that. Like I really tried to find people that had what I wanted. And Mm -hmm. I just latched on to those people because they offered me um, hope and wisdom that I didn't have. And that gave me confidence and trust in myself that, okay, I might not know what's going to happen, but look at what these people have been through and look at their lives now. Like that has to count for something. And just slowly, like day by day, when I trusted, when I prayed, when I meditated and just trusted in that process, things slowly started accumulating. And a lot of times, if we're not paying attention, we don't realize that accumulation. And I'll do, I'll do this exercise with clients. I'll say, okay, we need to stop. We need to stop at looking at like what you're not doing and like what's ahead. And let's reflect on all the things that you have done. Like, what have you been through? What have you overcame? What have you learned about yourself? And just finding those moments of reflection, that is an opportunity to build confidence as well, because it's this moment of like, oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. Good reminder. Right? Like I I needed that. I needed to reflect on that because a lot of times we get stuck in what we're not doing, what we could be better at looking ahead and that blinds us. Or like you even said that like cloudiness, it gives us this perception that things aren't getting better when they are. It's just sometimes a slow, painful process. (laughs) Yeah, well, and I think this creates a beautiful segue into kind of like the next question that I have for you, because I know you also talk a lot about self-acceptance. And I think I actually was having this conversation um, just this morning with someone in my Instagram DMs and kind of this level of 
finding the balance between continuing, continually striving for more to kind of like improve your confidence, improve your self-acceptance, improve like even in like your fitness journey, like this desire to always want to be a little bit better than we were the day before with the balance of also I am good enough like as I am and look at how far I've already come. Do you have advice for someone who's maybe like trying to find that balance between that confidence and self-acceptance? Wow, I can definitely relate to that. (laughs) (laughs) It's big. It's big. It is big. And we can get easily sucked into that over-functioning, high-achieving energy and just always like improving. And I heard it, I think it was Mark Manson. He's an author and he says the self-help junkie, right? He Mm -hmm. labeled it as someone who just immerses themselves into self-help videos and books and all these things. And I definitely have been that person, which has helped me make a lot of improvements in my life as many others. However, it, any, too much of a good thing can become a bad thing, right? And, and you said it, it's having that understanding of, okay, pausing and asking yourself, like, what am I trying to accomplish here? And the question is, am I fixing myself? Are you like, what is your intention and energy behind that achieve, achieving, whether that's like working out or work or what, whatever area of your life, are you trying to fix yourself because you think you're broken? And if you are, then you're going to stay in that energy of always trying to be better, but never feeling better. Hmm. And one thing that may help people is this concept of parts work. I'm not sure if you're familiar with that, but it's from internal family systems theory. And parts work is when you have this understanding that there's many parts about you as a person, not just one. And I think a lot of times when people are in this self-improvement world and trying to find self-acceptance, you're kind of in this, again, this narrow pursuit of I need to be better and feel better. And you're like focused on this one part of yourself, but really there's all these other parts of yourself, good, bad, indifferent, whatever that might be. But we have many parts to our minds, to our bodies, And having that understanding can make it feel a little less overwhelming when you're trying to tackle this kind of work, building confidence and having acceptance of yourself. Acceptance isn't, I love myself. Acceptance is, I understand myself. I understand that, ooh, I really don't like this behavior or this thing I keep doing, and I'm really frustrated by it. And that's it right? Like sometimes I don't, you don't even have to fix it. And I run into this issue with myself where I'm like, I thought I was past this, right? And I'm really frustrated right now. And when I get caught up in that, I try to stop and say, okay, you know what? I don't have to fix this. Or I get curious about it because it's information, right? It's just more information. And that, it feels easier and lighter when I do that to myself. And that is self-acceptance. 
it's when you have that understanding like, ooh, this thing's coming up and I really don't like it, but I'm going to get curious about it. And it's information. You can do something with it. You can do nothing with it and you're still going to be okay. Right. And when you say, okay, I have anxiety, I have fear of failure. I have this part, I have this part, I have this part. Okay. Which do I want to focus on right now? Right. It's a little less overwhelming instead of trying to tackle like this whole big thing of like trying to fix yourself and be better Mm -hmm. and achieve this vision that you have of where you want to be in life. Break it down into something smaller, more achievable goals. And again, it's an understanding, yeah. right? It's, it's not about always fixing. It's just about this understanding. And once you have that, you will feel this flow. And the other word I like to use is rhythm within yourself. Mm-hmm. Well, and I love that you talked about like, what is the intention behind it? Like, I think that's so, that's so important. And there's so much of that, that I'm just, I'm taking this and it's going to apply to my own life later because so much of this is, is resonating with, you know, with where I'm at and my own story of for so many years telling myself that like, if I can't make my own dreams come true, I'm going to do it for somebody else. And that's why I got into my original career in the music industry. And it's so much of what I do now in my day job with real estate agents. And I've had to step back and be like, that is not the kind of life you want to live for yourself and building the confidence around. If I can do this for other people, I can also do it for myself. If I can help musicians launch really successful careers, And I can help real estate agents grow their businesses. I can do the same thing to help myself grow my own business and to help more people through the practices that have changed my life. So, so much of what you're saying is just like, well, what you said was really important is that you, that step back is awareness, right? Mm -hmm. It's becoming aware of what's mine and what's other people's. And a lot of times we get, clouded again with other people's stuff with societal expectations or what we're seeing on social media that we've we forget like or we don't even know at this point we don't even know what is actually ours right because we're just responding to the narratives in our head or old beliefs that we have or operating from a place of this is what i think i should be instead of operating from a place of this is what I am and this is what I want. And I actually, you'll like this, I created a uh, guided journal for people that is broken into five sections and it's it's not too much to digest, but it can be a helpful tool for people. A lot of my clients will use it while they're working with me or before they come to me because it's a good segue into starting to build this confidence but before you become confident or start looking for confidence you have to have an understanding of yourself and so the journal breaks it down into those sections where you can really get to know yourself right you can tune out all that noise that you're seeing and hearing constantly in our society and really just get quiet and figure out what is mine And so that's a really good starting point, whether that's mine or just sitting down with your own journal and just figuring that out. 
that is a beautiful starting point before doing anything else. Yeah. Well, in yoga, we call that svadhyaya, which means self-study. Um, and I love, I love journaling for that purpose. I find journaling to be like one of the most supportive ways I think to truly like understand and like get to know myself and break down all the barriers. You know, I love journaling. Everyone here knows I love journaling. So (laughs) I love that. I love that so much. And people should definitely go and check that out. And Caitlin, I've enjoyed our conversation so much. Can you let people know where they can connect with you, follow you, work with you? Like give us, give us all the details. Sure. Well, first, thank you so much for having me on again. It's been a great conversation. I've really enjoyed it. If you want to work with me, you can get in contact with me on my website, www.elevateyourlifecoachingschool.com, and all my contact information is there, and there's um, actually a coaching application that you can fill out, which just gives me a little more information on what you're looking for, and then it also can let you know if we're going to be a good fit to work together based on some of the questions that are on there. I also have a podcast, Healthy Mind, Happy Life, so you can go ahead and check that out. That's a great, just a free resource, as well as my blog. That's on my website as well, and that's a free resource too. So I love to just give those to people because, you know, I think the biggest problem in our society right now is private practitioners are becoming very costly, but clinics are becoming very difficult to get into. And so I know it doesn't exactly tackle the problem, but it at least helps people that maybe can't afford services right now to just start at least making some improvements in their life, why they wait or why they can figure out a circumstance, um, you know, or place to get into. So yeah, those are some great resources to tap into and Thank you again, Katie, so much. Yeah. So I have one more kind of fun question that I just want to end this on. And um, what is or what are your go-to practices for finding connection back to yourself? Ooh, I love this question. Recently, it's been nature. I've Mm. really connected with nature. I mean, I've always been connected to nature, but I've really connected with it more recently I also am an avid pole dancer and CrossFitter. So fitness is like a a big part of my life that I, well, yoga too. Like, and I, every day will ask myself, like, what feels right to me today? And that allows me to connect with myself so I can make sure that I'm really being in tune with what do I need? What does my body need? What does my mind need today? And yeah, so dancing, music, nature, all the things. I love that so much. And obviously I agree on so many, so many levels with all of that, the fitness piece, the nature piece, it's all so good. So Caitlin, thank you again for joining me. Everyone go check out what Caitlin has to offer and I will meet you back here for our next practice.